Hello and welcome to Two to Tanagra, the Star Trek podcast that features two guys from opposite sides of the pond as we navigate through the lush and rich world of Star Trek, one episode at a time. Hi there, I'm your host, Michael, aka The Trek Lad, and I am joined by my good friend, super co-host, you know him better as Commodore, Dan Decker. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Trek Lad! So good to be here today, coming to you worldwide from the Totex Studios in beautiful central Arkansas. I just want to let you know, you know, we are on a long journey here uh, on this podcast to Tanagra. So I just want to encourage you to carry on my wayward son and there will peace when we are done. So lay your weary head to rest and watch some more Star Trek. (laughs) That was maybe not my best work, but I'm going to give it to you every time. Every time. You, you you keep bringing it, and I'll keep taking it, and I'm sure our wonderful <laughs> listeners um, who oh, are... apologies to Kansas. <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> it, it's, a, it's an essential, it's a cornerstone part of Tutus Tanagra, Dan. We need it every week. Well, you know, if we ever get a Patreon going, you can make requests. That'll be a, that'll be a patron feature. You can request, like... request a song from Dan. I feel like that is a kind of uh, an early, like that's a prequel plug because I think we're probably going to talk about that as we as we get into the episode. So so look out, listen out for a little more about uh, Tuta Tanagra plans for Patreon. Uh, I know Dan's been very excited about it. So right, um, why are you here? Why are you listening to two guys just ramble? Well, we're we're not going to ramble, and we actually have some really exciting news, don't we, Dan? We do, we do. We uh, we took a yeah. look at the blueprints. We realized there may have been a misalignment in our warp coils, and we were leaking a little uh, of that precious warp plasma uh, out into space. So we took a minute to retool uh, the the Tanagra freighter, uh, and uh, and we're going to go ahead and see if we can kick this thing uh, into warp drive, get back on course uh, with appropriate stops along the way to make sure we have a good time, right? Absolutely, yeah. Well, what I do want to just say as well, I mean, is uh, further to what the Commodore has just said, is we are retooling this show. We are chucking out the old dilithium crystals and replacing them with some brand new shiny ones. And I just want to say, though, and uh, I'm sure I speak on behalf of uh, Dan here when I say this too, but, um, you know, we've really enjoyed the shows up until this point. We've had some incredible guests come and join us. And, uh, you know, we, last uh, last week we had uh, Her Royal Highness, uh, Captain Pikachu. Uh, we were you to have uh, Tiberius Hardy uh, join us for this particular episode but what we are doing right now is we are kind of stripping it back a little bit because Dan and I took a uh, you know we, we, we had a Skype we had a very emotional Skype uh, a few <laughs> days ago and um, you know we kind of put our hearts out there and we kind of said you know this show needs to be Dan and Michael shooting the shit about Star Trek. That whole laid-back vibe that we established, you know, way back when we were first doing uh, your first chat on networking on Nimbus Free, uh, and and then when we did that mental health episode, and people were like, "You guys need to record more." Um, yeah. You know, we had some incredible guests, but it was kind of diluting that Commodore Trek lad vibe that we had going on. But you're right. We had some fantastic guests. 
Um, and that is an aspect of the show that we uh, intend to revisit uh, when we get the vibe down. You know, we want to make sure um, that we are, are, are giving the folks what it is that they that they come to expect uh, from the track lag quality content, uh, from the Commodore um, witty commentary, let's call it. Uh, and, uh, um, and we want to continue to bring, uh, you know, to bring that, that chill vibe as we enjoy what Star Trek uh, has to offer and just have some fun watching Star Trek. Cause that's what, that's why we watch it. That's why we, that's why I watch it. I watch it to have fun, watch it to be a warm blanket. Um, but I also watch it. Um, and I haven't had the chance, Michael, to watch it with a friend in a long time. So you and I getting to do it like this, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be something. Absolutely. Well, this is this is why we do it, Dan. This is why Tutor Tanagra exists, because we quickly struck up a really good friendship, um, which is completely genuine. It's one of the one of the best things that's happened to me since I've been part of this wonderful community is, uh, is meeting you and having these chats. And, uh, you know, to, to share with you guys, you know, who are listening, going, all right, what's this new formula? I need to know what this new formula is. Um, basically, we, we're going to watch the uh, we're going to watch each episode as we are recording this you know you are going to join us and we are going to go on this journey together we're going to hit play hopefully at the same time and we are going to watch each episode we're going to talk about it as it's happening and at the end of it we'll talk about the things that happened the implications of the episode the fun things that dan and i are picking up on you know it's not going to be completely educated because dan and i are fans and we haven't particularly researched this if you want a researched podcast go and listen to the wonderful people uh on the trek geeks network uh or, or go and just listen to another podcast because you are not going to get much here. Basically, imagine that you are listening to two guys just watching Star Trek. And if that is your bag, you are going to have fun here on Two to Tanagra. Isn't that right, Dan? Absolutely. And if you're not here uh, for that reason, stick around anyway, because we will probably force fun upon you. It's just <laughs> something that we do. Um, you know, I won't let you escape my energy. I have a serious gravimetric well. Um, I will suck you into my orbit. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll make you have a good time. I'll hold you down and tickle, tickle you, you know, not in a, not in a sexually threatening way. I can, I can literally hear Sean Ferrick get really excited about the notion. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. He's probably, he's probably just giggling right now. He'd be well up for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, so if you are listening to this for the first time, you know, this new format is, uh, the first format that you've heard. Um, so Basically, the story of Tutanagra is uh, Dan came up to me. This is all Dan's fault. And he said, Michael, Trek lad, I'd really like to watch Star Trek from the very, very, very beginning, which is Dan. Uh, The first episode of Enterprise uh, in the chronological order was Broken Bow. So we we did that. And here we are now uh, at episode six or seven, depending on how you count. Uh, And uh, I think we decided we're just going to go with our episode show. So this is episode six. Um, and, uh, it's, uh, the Andorian incident. Uh, and there's a lot of firsts in this, uh, episode, mm. chronological firsts, uh, which are pretty great. Um, you know, and, uh, so I'm, I'm really excited, uh, to, to, to get to it and to see who, uh, who we meet along the way. Uh, because I think we all know, you know, if you haven't seen this spoilers ahead, y'all, we're going to talk about <laughs> enterprise, even, even though we're watching it live, we're going to talk about it like we've seen it probably uh, because that's just what we do. And so we're going to meet some great, great new characters uh, and some of the best Star Trek characters to come along uh, in the franchise, especially uh, given to us from this show. I'm excited. 
Absolutely. Me too. Me too. This is the first time I've ever done a podcast like this. This is the first time you've done a podcast like this. You know, we are literally two guys right now. I'm sitting in my in my house just outside London. You're sitting um, somewhere in Central America. Yeah, right in the and, middle. Yeah, right. Slap bang in the middle. And, uh, you know, I'm watching it on Netflix in the UK. You're watching it on CBS All Access. We hopefully are synced up. Uh, we will soon know if we're not, uh, yep. and we'll, we'll very quickly know who skips the intro as well. Um, hopefully, happening. no one does. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So Dan, I just want to thank you for, uh, for for having this wonderful idea. I do blame you for it because I've committed to a podcast um, for years. the next yeah one thousand years. And a half. Yeah, uh, and a half. but it's, yeah. it's 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 Star Trek, so it's yeah. You're gonna do it anyway. It's, Absolutely. Well, the the Andorian incident. I'm I'm really looking forward to getting into this because whenever I, you know, I'm sure we all do this. You know, we have the dedicated rewatches where we watch every single episode. But sometimes I'll do like a kind of consolidated watch through where I cherry pick all of the best episodes of a show and watch that in yep. chronological. So when I'm doing a consolidated, what I'll usually do is I'll do Broken Bow and then the next episode is this one because it's quite because crucial. it's the next best episode. It's the next best episode. Yes. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to this i know you are dan as well should we should we get into this should we do it let's press play bro you count it down. Oh. all right should we count down from five and then and then on one yeah press like a proper play? liftoff you know yeah oh absolutely. here we go all right so five four three two one play oh there we go and and i'm seeing a monastery Oh, it's beautiful, and we have candles, oh, candlelit monastery. Candle. Can't beat candles. I, I wonder the if they've got prayer. incense as well. Oh, there we go. So, oh, incense, yeah, and hooded monks, monk, very monkey, <laughs> very monkey. monkey. This is kind of what the Vulcans are all Trump about. Not monkey. That's a Transformers <laughs> reference. <laughs> oh, pounding on the door. I have t- I have subtitles turned on. Fans, turn your subtitles on because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're going to dive deep into uh, the script here, along with. Uh, we don't know it yet, but who is this? There we go. There's my boy, Jeffrey oh, Coombs. Shran, I stand. Oh, here we go. There's that Things horrible are... button. Do you see the horrible button? I didn't see you the horrible a... button. You all, know the all horrible I button can see... skip intro. <laughs> all I... Oh, no, 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 no. Triggered, triggered. All I can yeah. see, though, are wonderful subtitles for yeah. the greatest Star Trek hey. theme in history. Hey, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> You know, I thought you, I I thought you were going to touch sing. the sky. <laughs> they're not going to hold me down no more. And they're not going to change my mind. Why? Because I've got faith. I'm going to William Shatner it. Yeah. Yeah. Going That's what I'm going to do. Where my heart will take me. <laughs> oh, but look at these actual heroes in this. Come on. If you skip this intro for the song turn down the mute it at least watch these images because there are literal heroes in these pictures this like actual space yeah and then there's the mo- the rover man i always get a little giddy at the rover you know and it's, then it's, and a, the space it's a great opening titles yeah. i have no problem some with actual this fake future history yeah the phoenix that's real history that is real history. Yeah, I love this ship. I love this part of the mirror intro too. And there she is. She's so pretty. Look at her. That's the oh, NXO one. She's a y'all. great ship. She's a she big is a great Clark. ship. Let's just uh, let's boo Rick Berman really quickly. Oh boy, yeah, boo Rick Berman. Man. <laughs> Where's Manny Cotto when you need him? <laughs> Absolutely. Y'all right here we go. And... Our, y'all should have listened to Ron D. Moore. 
<laughs> we don't get enough beauty shots of this ship, though. Uh, oh, there's yeah, a trip. I... <sighs> so yeah, so I think I think at the moment they are talking about exploring. Trip doesn't want to go look places. where the Vulcans have already been. He's he's wanting to see something new, and and Archer's like, yeah, but it's like an important you know an important historical place. And uh, a little bit of a dig at the Vulcans there. Star charts might not be entirely accurate. Ooh, and, any of- isn't that the thing too? Like there might be some more charts at the monastery. Hmm. You, you you'd okay. think, given okay. what we're about to find out, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can literally tell to Paul's like, no, 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 don't go there. She's like literally yeah, we Jonah were... Hill giffing. She's like, don't go there. <sighs> Don't. She is she is eye rolling so hard. She's like, oh, these humans. They oh, every week they test me so much. I wonder if inside, yeah. you know, like inside, like inner to Paul monologue, she's just literally like scream raging at these two monkeys. Yeah. Constant Ponfar. <laughs> she's just constantly just at the end of all her emotional wit. I found some amazing pictures the other day. It was uh, from, I think it was like a Sony product launch. And they yeah. had Arch, they had Scott Bakula, uh, Dominic Keating, and uh, Jolene Blaylock um, pose as Archer, Reed, and Topol with Sony products. And oh it's my. probably my favorite thing. Go to trekcore.com. Uh, they'll be in the publicity <laughs> gallery. Um, but Scott Bakula and Dom Keating look like they're having so much fun. And if you swipe through the gallery, they literally are sat um, like Jolene. Poor Jolene. Right? Her face does not change at nope. all. <laughs> She's never pleased. And, and, and Scott and, and, and food. <laughs> they eat so much. They do, they do. Take a drink every time they eat something in Enterprise. I mean, you yeah, have right. a drink you will per be, episode. You will, be, maybe. you will be sacked by the first act. You, will, <laughs> you won't make it to the end. There's some episodes you might have to skip the intro because you got to go to the loo and throw up. <laughs> I do enjoy um, the discussions between Flox and T'Pol, especially mm. earlier on, because... Paul is really having problems adjusting to being surrounded by humanity so much. And Phlox is just like, eh. He embraces it this, all. This is, yeah. yeah, he's it's fun. He's enjoying himself. And yeah. um, he, you know, I think that comes from probably him, you know, his Denobulan heritage and being Denobulan. You know, they yeah. chuck themselves headfirst into alien races and, you know, their customs. He's having way more fun. Dear Star Trek, more Denobulans, please. More flocks specifically, but Denobulans are fine. And dear listeners, uh, if you are not uh, following John Billingsley on Twitter, you're doing yourself a disservice. That man is brilliantly uh, hilarious. Um, somewhat irascible, and it's a lot of fun to watch. I um, I love how <laughs> I love how off brand, off Star Trek brand he's become. Like yeah, Star Trek no, brand like has always every been. Every tweet has an f bomb in it. Every <laughs> tweet, and I think it's because of fuck you. Uh, we can cuss in Star Trek now. <laughs> it's it's like it's like he's making up for years of being repressed. He's like a yep. Vulcan that has yep. decided <laughs> no no fuck logic. I'm just gonna yeah. <sighs> the engine room. Oh, she's so pretty. I love engineering on this ship. I love this ship. Yeah, I, I just, I, it's just a good-looking ship, and and it feels like something we could build ourselves if we tried. 
you know, like it's not too big that it couldn't be built. It's yeah. very, it, it's very modular. It looks yeah. like you could build it in a kit, and I yeah. dig that. Yeah, but the engineering specifically, the warp field displacement manifold set, man, that's my, it's my second favorite drive. I like the uh, Voyager's warp core as my as my favorite warp core, uh, and then this one because it looks. It looks energetic, like you know most warp core sets. Even watching last night uh, on uh, the Undiscovered Country, um, it, that core was just the TNG core redressed. Uh, it was obvious, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and it's just it's just sequenced tubes of you know sequenced neon lights or sequenced fluorescent lights, and you know you work with what you got. But you look at you look at the NX01 drive, and you look at Voyager's core, and you look at the core in TMP. And they have that, they look like they're doing something that, you know, boy, you don't want that to get out of hand, right? The way the light Absolutely. moves, it's it's kind of a, it's not, it's not got a pattern to it. You know, it's like a lava lamp and uh, man, like a lava lamp, man. And I wonder if we're going to see some lava lamps in here, man. <laughs> well, we have, uh, we've skipped through quite a bit because Dan started going on about warp cores because I think he's got a thing for warp cores. They have gone to the Vulcan yeah, Monastery. They've decided to go there. Um, they've gotten nosy. And T'Pol has basically said to them, you need to do 58,000 things. Uh, don't talk. Don't sneeze. Don't Basically, don't be a human. Uh, they've arrived. So, um, and uh, there's no one there to say hello to them. I mean, that's kind of rude. It looks like it, Doctor's, uh, Doctor Strange's room right there. That window. <laughs> So yeah, but you're the one who has to watch Star Trek with me, so that's what you get, bro. Untreated adult ADD is real. Oh man, that's cool. That's cool. I mean, you, and, should, uh, uh, you, th- should, you should see the first person I get to talk to in the morning, um, and woe be unto them if it isn't Trish, because I didn't get to see her first. That's like a <laughs> download, bro. I, uh, I I do have to just I, I have to just say as well um, that if you are listening to this and you were expecting, like like we said at the beginning, if you are expecting educated <laughs> insight as to each Star Trek episode, you might just want to, I mean, we'll talk about it at the end. Um, I mean, it'll probably mostly be me just reading off of Memory of Alpha. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. They're trying so hard here. <laughs> I mean, is that the Vulcan equivalent of send help? Send help, please. We've got Andorians here. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I was not ever really clear if, you know, she obviously starts to pick up on the things that are, you know, wrong. And, but she, you know, she also knows what's happening here from the Vulcan perspective. And so, you know, she, I think she's got some misgivings. Um, and Archer's just so excited to, you know, he wants to touch the rock or whatever. <laughs> and so he's here just to get the honor and, uh, you know, triple go busting through a door if he has a mind to it. So, you know, uh, but yeah, here she says, you know, the guy seems to be a little upset, kind of out of his sorts. I, I love how, I love how she's like, this Vulcan seems a little agitated and he's just like stoic. <laughs> he's yeah. just like, he's just like, uh, Hello. (laughs) Nothing's wrong here. Um, But there's a statue that's just slightly tilted. Oh no, something's terrible. Call Starfleet Command right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, though. um, Yeah, you're gonna get. uh, You're gonna get what we like about what we're watching when it comes to these shows. Um, Maybe you know the facts are out there. The behind the scenes stuff is out there uh, for for y'all to entertain yourselves. 
Um, but I'm here to get distracted with, with Michael watching Star Trek. Absolutely. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a shame that we have to say it, right? Because the thing is, there are so many wonderful podcasts out there that are hosted by absolute Star Trek experts. And uh, I've never considered myself to be a Star Trek expert. It's probably why my nope. YouTube series is shit. Um, but it's really I'll just, like, series. it's just... Oh, thanks, Dan. Um, but it's it's really just through the eyes of a fan, you know, sitting yep. here and just having fun watching Star Trek, right? Yeah. I've I always wanted so to. Much. Oh, they found an Andorian. <gasps> oh, what's Uh-oh. that in the mirror? Uh oh. It should be noted as well. Actually, I think this is this is the first episode since this is the first episode with the redesigned Andorians, right? Because when was yeah. the last time we'd seen Andorians okay, in so, a Star Trek so production? Andorians, um, officially, probably the TOS movies. There are some Andorians in the background, but not in any particular port. Uh, but you know, of course, um, uh, uh, canonically, uh, our first introduction to the Andorian is in Journey to Babel. But he's not really an Andorian, so that doesn't count. No. Uh, and then we get the next, you know, I think there's some in the background in like Star Trek four, five, or six when you see in, you know, fleet headquarters. Um, and then of course we got whatever that was in the holodeck that Data used to model uh, as a body for Lal that she thankfully didn't choose. Oh, the um, green Andorian, body. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, well, yeah, and that was just weird. I think it was supposed to be like an electrographic, you know, hologram looking thing, but. <laughs> There's one if of the you greats, are watching, y'all. Yeah, if you are watching this with us, you are watching two, or you are listening to Two Tanaga and hopefully watching the Andorian incident. We have just. Otherwise, you need to check uh, the episode. We've had count. some shenanigans. So, uh, Shran has appeared. The Andorians have taken Archer, Trip, and to Paul captive, and they're in that room that they're going to be in for quite a lot of the episode now, aren't they? You know what? You know what? I don't. I have never, ever cared that Shran is a huge dick. I like him. <laughs> His charisma is like a twenty. If you play D and D, his charisma is like that's like a plus five to all of his you know all of his roles, and so you know he's probably got like double proficiency. So he's rolling twenties just by being in the room, and you're just like, ah, oh, Shran, you're the greatest. I you think know? we also I'm... just got. Um, I think we just got Shran's first um, pink skin reference as well. So yeah, casually no, so racist. racist. It's great. Yeah, casually yeah. racist. Also, well, I think he's actively racist. The, these guys, <laughs> these guys aren't known yet. So the subtitles yeah. are just going alien we don't know it's oh, right, Shran right. yet we don't have a name yet yeah yeah shout out to netflix for keeping the dramatic heft going in subtitles that's right you know and not not even on netflix shall there be spoilers but there shall be spoilers here basically uh, um just expect spoilers about star trek in general really kind of hard for us to keep away from referencing things we know so you know not that you have to know everything or have seen everything but yeah you might hear trip- something that that throws you off yeah, Trip dies at the end of Enterprise. Uh, fuck that guy. No, he doesn't. No, that actually that episode doesn't exist. You guys, Michael's lying about that. He's just playing a cruel joke on all of us. And because I know in his heart he doesn't believe that episode is this either. You know, we don't uh, skip intros. We we skip that entire episode. It's I just had a holodeck a... adventure it's a sequel from another. You know, it's an off. It's a it's a side quest in a TNG episode. It's not real. I had uh, the wonderful <laughs> uh, pleasure of having uh, Stephanie Kay uh, join me wow. on uh, on an episode of 
uh, networking on Nimbus 3, which will air later on in the year because I'm sitting mm-hmm. on that content pile still. And uh, she was like, I flat out refuse to watch that episode. Um, I've yeah. also had people, because I've got the new series on YouTube coming called um, Set a Course for Discourse, which is I'll talk about it later. Um, mm-hmm. But one person said, I flat out refuse to watch Enterprise. I watched 20 minutes of it and I switched it off. And I was like, you are missing some fun. Great trick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, for one, I'm interested in hearing more about that YouTube show because probably, maybe, hopefully be a guest. Uh, and here we go. We're getting a little bit of the back background tension. So if you guys haven't picked up on it yet, uh, Andorians and Vulcans, uh, they come from neighboring systems. So it'd be like us, you know, getting in the, into a tizzy with like Alpha Centauri over, you know, like who pissed in the pool. Uh, essentially it's what's going on is, you know, uh, we call it an ool. Notice there's no P in it. Let's keep it that way. Um, but anyhow, uh, they, they don't get along, you know, and the, and the humans, we come in and of course we want everybody to play nice. Cause you know, uh, contrary to evidence everywhere, we apparently are good at fostering relationships and communities. <laughs> I realized that I recognized, uh, that Vulcan, the older Vulcan. Um, I can't. I, I literally just had to memory alpha him because that's that's what I do. I I memory alpha everything. But uh, he was. That's why um, it exists. He was a uh, Sabin uh, Genestra in the Drumhead. He was the Ocampan Doctor in Caretaker. He was the okay. Sonar Officer in Insurrection, and a uh, Vulcan shit. Elder in this. He's like so. That's like a. He's like a he's micro like, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, he's like Jeffrey yeah. Combs light. That's yeah. a. It's quite a resume. Oh, there's our here's our two underused ensigns. And uh, yeah. your favorite. What, what what are you doing in this episode? Right. Yeah, we're stood by a table. Do your do your Malcolm. Yeah, do your Malcolm. Malcolm on Do you think that's wise, sir? Well, you know, I need to blow something up, Malcolm. <laughs> Spatial charges. <laughs> oh captain, oh, let me blow it Archer up. Come just on. takes an ass whooping right here. He's like Oh, what are you, some kind of pussy? Hit me again. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just showing Strand right up. Oh, you humans obviously have emotions. Hey, okay, here you go. This is why my 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 truck not monkey Transformers reference was valid earlier because Jeffrey Combs, the god that he is, is also the voice of Ratchet in Transformers Prime, the the cartoon. He is. I was going to use that. I mean, it's great. If you, uh, for no other reason, I mean, you should watch that show because Jeffrey Combs is in it. Are we talking about the Transformers cartoon from the like the eighties? No, sir. We're talking about the one from about maybe six years back or so. It's called Transformers Prime. You might have oh. it on your Netflix, uh, but it has the great Peter Cullen does the voice of Optimus Prime. And Peter, Peter Cullen does. Yeah, Peter Cullen. Nobody. Autobots nobody's Peter assemble. Cullen. <laughs> Enterprise. Oh, ooh. I'm so bad at doing uh, voices. Whip instead of Vulcan net pinch. Shut up, pink skin. I think I think uh, Shran just likes to likes to say that. So, what do they call Vulcans though? Like, did they have a they have a slur for Vulcans that I missed out on? Because it's like green skins doesn't seem to fit. Pointy ears? I don't know. Yeah. They just don't like them, do they? Yeah. Andorians just don't like Vulcans. No. I mean, you know, I, uh, I'm i probably Team Andorian in that fight, honestly. 
I'll tell you what, we're trying to develop an Andorian race uh, through the through the D and D thing, and uh, they're quite hard to they're quite hard to figure out. Like, you know, you want to you want them to have a strong constitution because they're obviously good fighters, uh, but they have some weaknesses that you got to account for. Uh, so you give them, you know, you give them a, a strong uh, uh, intelligence and a and a good uh, bonus to their decks. Make them good. Is it me or are those communicators the most brittle things ever? Because I mean, I know he That's... had a rock, and I know Andorians are probably quite strong because if they can, you know, take yeah. on Vulcans Plus in combat. Ice. But he literally yeah. just reduced those communicators to like sand, space rocks. With, yeah. Like, free, well, you know, everything in blows. Star Trek is full of like space rubble, sand, rocks. <laughs> space yeah. rocks because that's all yeah. that's all voyager's year of hell is for yeah, me it's, it's just space, space rocks. rocks on the bridge yeah. everywhere everywhere you look just black black paint and some charcoal and space rocks on the bridge that's all it is and people are like oh it makes sense debris i'm like debris nope. debris for what it's all metal and circuitry is that how we quantum compute with dirt <laughs> <laughs> dirt equals damage <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I just love it's like it's like corrugated tubing and, and panels fall from the ceiling. Uh, sparks, you got to have lots of sparks, just random sparks that are somehow more deadly than most sparks I've ever encountered. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember like early TNG when every single episode would just have that really strange like blue white electricity that would be in like every episode? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just every episode, just have that same electricity effect, you know. So you got that, you got space rocks, and um, casually racist Andorians. Yeah, well, and we just had casually racist Vulcans as they talked about how humans smell. We, we got do, that though. in like we every do, do, episode we, now. I think we do. We do smell though. We we, we do smell. We really do, uh, <laughs> dear listeners. Humans are disgusting animals. We really we're garbage. We're garbage animals. If you're listening to this in the future and you are not human, um, we yeah, knew we, 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 we knew we were terrible. We was <laughs> we were stinky. If, if, if you're the aliens, if, our new insect overlords. <laughs> if you were the if you're the aliens or or the evolved humans from the end of uh, Steven Spielberg and Stanley Kubrick's AI, um, you know we 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 were stinky. Yep, smelly, smelly humans. Get rid of hey, those if you. <laughs> if you're still listening to Tuta Tanagra, well done. Uh, we yeah. are currently midway through the Andorian incident. Man, there has been an Andorian incident. And uh, yeah, they. It's I a mean, Dandorian got... incident when I'm around. Oh, he went there. <laughs> wow, that was terrible. My kids that, hate me. That's, is, that a da- is that a Dan pun? It is. It's boy. There's so when uh, when you know when that other star themed franchise had their new TV show come out with the streaming service. Uh, I went by uh, my Twitter handle for a while was the Dandalorian because you know of course it was. <clears throat> Why not? Yeah, yeah. I actually work with a guy um, who uh, has forever in his entire life, and he's the same age as I am, been known as Baby Yoda. Uh, and so, of course, you know, he had a real bad day when, when Baby Yoda came around and everybody thought he was copping. And he's like, no, man, I'm OG Baby Yoda. You don't even know. <laughs> that reminds I've got his me back, of a... though. I, I love it when Twitter gets uh, gets the wrong person. So there's, um you know, for, for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what the UFC is, unfortunately the UFC is a thing uh, now anyway, but uh, there's a fighter called um, John Jones and he's always, always in trouble now. Just always in trouble. Great, great fighter, just a dog shit human. And um, he doesn't actually have 
the uh the handle john jones some like white banker has the, oh, the, the twitter heart. handle so every time john jones does something and twitter just goes john jones they all just go at this banker and he's like this guy gets up. ratioed for nothing yeah yeah he, he's literally just like he's he's literally got like twenty thousand followers on twitter because everyone thinks reason. that he's john jones and he's <laughs> he's like the whitest guy you will That's ever hilarious. see he's just like he's like guys you got the wrong guy again and i think even john jones has kind of admitted uh, recognized that as well it's hilarious That's um hilarious. but i guess but, yeah. if you get something like that happens to you uh you just kind of have to learn to live with it or not be on twitter unfortunately <laughs> i actually like right, this so... part here because they go down into the catacombs you know and uh and they run into trip gets a little scare and i'm like man it is creepy to keep these guys because you know like vulcans live forever almost like they're what like two or three hundred years old maybe 200 years yeah. old yeah and uh you know so these guys have been down there and they were old when they were dead though and so they've been down there like you know they've been down there like longer they were alive longer than george washington's been dead and he's been dead a long time I, i'm assuming old, i'm know? assuming these are the same caves that they use in every episode of deep space nine like I think the these Deep are the Space caves at the Paramount backlot. <laughs> these are probably the same. These are probably the same caves that they used in Terra Nova. Oh, these are the same caves they used in Chain of Command. <laughs> you know that episode really has me questioning the Cardassian educational system. Um, Why? Roll Madrid has a real hard time counting. I just he seems to go off on a tangent. <laughs> a bit. It's unfortunate. <laughs> I'm really surprised Trip didn't set that dude on fire though. Yeah. Like every time yeah. I see this, I'm like, "Whoa, he nearly kills her." Well, not kills him, but he nearly sets that dude on fire. You know that whole place is just going up. It's like whoosh, he's... All, these, all these ancient dead Vulcans <laughs> in their cottages. Whoa. Here's, here's my gripe. Lost. Here's my gripe though. With uh, I'm I'm gonna do my one Picard gripe for the for the episode. But you know where they okay. you know they they swear just liberally in the future apparently, right? If if that was still the case, right? When Trip bumps into that skeleton, right? Yeah. Surely he would just go fuck. Or, yeah, he would have dropped just... the f bomb. Yeah. Yeah, he would have, right? Yeah. Or maybe even something stronger. But but yeah. no, we don't swear in anymore. We don't swear right. in the future. That's See, my that's my one Picard gripe for the day. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. You can have it. You're allowed. <laughs> you just air your grievances one episode at a time. You just trickle them out onto Tanagra, and it'll be like the hidden coded message. If you listen to you know. 35 minutes and 15 seconds into every episode of Tucha Tanagra, you'll secretly be able to put together Michael's criticisms of Picard and Discovery. Absolutely. It's like a jigsaw. <laughs> hey, I just I just realized, right, okay, you know how in every episode it's always like, oh, um, we need to fix something. Well, Trip can fix it because he's, he's an engineer. Engineer, but, yeah. But well, he, he's, he's an engineer of Earth technology. This is 300-year-old like, Vulcan technology that's how, not how working can, properly. How can he fix it? How does he know how to fix it? Trip is like, smart. Hey, so Michael, one thing, you know, one thing you need to know, there's certain certain aspect of folk from the south down here we call southern ingenuity, okay? So what we really ought, ought to need is we don't need nothing more than some duct tape, a little spit, a little twine. Man, you can fix it right up. That's basically how Trip fixes things. You don't have to you don't have to actually have tools. You just gotta talk southern at it. Now listen here. You know, why are you gonna be like that? And, and there it is. <laughs> so, so, yeah. hey, so if I put on this southern drawl <laughs> accent and I can uh, go and fix anything, oh, the brandine's gone broken. Uh, and, <laughs> so what, what you're telling me, Dan, is that I can go and fix anything as long as I'm from the deep south? 
pretty much. Yeah. So, I uh, went a little bit. I went a little me. bit, Mister Mackey from um, yeah, from South Park. Okay. 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 We're gonna touch on everything, man. Um, yeah, no. This if is, you'd like this to is... hire me for any voiceover work, by the way, I'd. Uh, we are both know. available. Apparently, Michael <laughs> said that my British accent was bang on, so I, I did a I mild, a, Yeah, I yeah, I recollect yeah. a different conversation, but okay. Yeah, <sighs> yeah well, one of us was probably drunk. I saw your video. <laughs> so, so here's an interesting <laughs> thing. Here's an interesting thing. So. Um, Vulcans take uh, nasal suppressants to yep. uh, mask oh, the human smell. Oh, it's getting bad for T'Pol. But, but this is this is an interesting moment. You know, obviously they are super cold and they need the warmth. But you know, in an earlier episode of Enterprise, would Archer mm-hmm. be doing this? You know, this is a, this is important development for their relationship. It is, yeah. Actually, getting getting, getting to touch on the moment here. Um, I I always like this moment from the first time i watched this episode uh air to every time i've seen it since um because up to now yeah they've you know he's learning to trust her be and, and he's learning that she isn't cautious to be um uh, mean but that she's been right a lot <laughs> yeah and so he's learning that if but he, I, I you know, he heeds I, what she says, he and his his human nature, those yeah. two things can work together. Well, there's kind of growth on both parts, though. Like, you know, they're they're start. This is this is a great thing about Star Trek. There's a uh, you, you, especially you know, they kind of take this from Deep Space Nine. The whole Miles and uh, and Julian kind of learning a little bit more about each other and growing to like each other. You know, realizing that mm-hmm. they've got to work together. You know, but but not just that. They they just grow to like each other. How how a friendship starts. You know, because not all friendships can be like ours, Dan. You can't just immediately get on with people and it's fine. You know, because not everyone's us, Dan. Um, but you know, T'Pol and and Archer didn't originally like each other at all. They were thrown into a situation together, and you know things still aren't. You know they're not best buddies here, but they are growing closer because they're starting to learn more about each other, and they're starting to adapt the way they exist to make things a little. I mean, obviously she's just taking the covers, so I mean, so much yeah. for that theory that yeah, they're going to yeah. get on. <laughs> she's stealing them now. Whoop! Ah. Uh. And she was like, I have never disobeyed your order. She's, and that's true. She's a loyal officer, even if she's like, she might, you know, be secretly flipping you the Vulcan bird or whatever that is. But she's definitely going to take care of business. I've got to say, I love watching uh, um, stuff on Netflix with subtitles on, especially when you get yeah. like the, the closed captions that are like computer beep. I yeah, feel beep. like that that would, yeah, I feel like that would please um, Frank. Um, yeah. Know, she, she'd, yeah, she she'd would like, like the computer beeps. Yeah. I really want to know how people screenshot um, or, or get the captions for Star Trek because you know, from my from my understanding, you can't actually take screen caps of. Um, you gotta of you gotta have uh, the tools to do it, yeah. Uh, because if you did it, if you if you screen cap off a streaming service, you just get a blank image uh, or a DVD yeah, so, even. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm taking like uh, yeah. So if I open up Snipping Tool. And I take a, a screen cap. I've just done it. I just get a black screen. It just it just yep. scrubs the screen. Well, that's a question for Alex Perry. Ooh, yes. Yep. Well, the thing yeah. is that no, no, because what he'll do is he'll just he'll get his DVDs or his Blu-rays and he'll just pop them in. And he'll just be print screen, print screen, print screen, print screen. I mean, there's there is an art to to screen ah. capping for sure. Um, but 
I don't because you have um, no context Star Trek that wonderful account and um, yeah. they have the they have the subtitles in I don't know where they come from because they're not taking pictures <laughs> of the screen no so no, it's, if it's, you're yeah. if you're listening to this and you can unlock the secret because it's probably really easy or something it's probably super easy and I'm probably just being dumb but um oh yeah please feel free to educate myself and Dan would love to know I like to learn are we playing dominoes what are we doing Oh, I don't know. It, that that seems That's like what's that? Um, what's that Chinese oh. game? What's it? Is it Go? Oh yeah, it's Go, isn't it? Uh, that yeah, I know. That, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, kind of seems. We've got a thousand skeletons. <sighs> I love the Andorians so much. I love the effect of the antenna moving around. I mean, yep. I I don't know how they do it. It looks very natural. And, it does. Uh, you know, it, it has the randomness you'd expect something like that to have. Well, it's also, I mean, it reminds me of, of, of a cat, you know, and the cat's tail yes. and the way the cat's tail will move depending on its mood. Um, yep. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's probably based on that, but it's such a it's such a good redesign. And and here's the thing, because yep. it is a redesign, and no mm-hmm. one got pissy over this. Right. I don't yeah. understand. Because their antenna were further back on their head, uh, and, you know, at weird odd angles and... We never really kind of had. I mean, this is the first Enterprise really sets everything we know about Andoria and Andorians, uh, you know. And of course, <clears throat> spoiler alert: down the road we get the Anar uh, as part of it too. Um, and uh, oh, I, so, I've already you know, told every I've already told everyone that Trip dies. So I mean, spoiler alerts are like just <sighs> at the end. Michael, that at this doesn't point, happen. That's not true. <laughs> you know, there are some things there are some things okay so you know you know me man i am all about it, it happened it's canon but there that if i'm going that's the only thing that i cannot take into canon because it's, it's it happens on the holodeck it doesn't happen in real that's on the holodeck what do you think it's, it's, what do you think score fields and photons man <laughs> What do you what do you think Jonathan Archer is thinking now? Like there's there's six episodes in and so much crap has happened to him already. You know, he, he leaves he leaves uh, Dry Dock for the first time, super happy and optimistic about humanity's exploration through the stars. Six episodes in, and I think he's been beaten up in every episode. Every episode. Well, you know, Scott Bakula, he's probably you know, he Scott Bakula, the the actual man is a mensch. So, you know, he's there for it. He showed up every day to you know He's like, you want me to play Strand too? Because I can kick my own ass. Like, you know, I mean, he's that kind of guy. Uh, but, uh, you know, Archer, yeah, Archer's just, you know, he's the right guy for the job, obviously. And that looked like a giant Vulcan penis to me almost. Uh, anyway. <laughs> what is it? What, what is it? Right, okay. Help, help me understand this, Dan. What is it with yeah. Scott Bakula? What, I don't know. Like... I, I I do like I do like that moment though. I can't stand another moment with the Vulcans because I mean I probably couldn't either because they just yeah. seem annoying, <laughs> just quiet and don't want to say anything. Please. You know. But your point about Scott Bakula, what do I think? What, what is it with Scott Bakula? He's just he's he's a remarkable man. Yeah, I don't know. He's, I don't know. Scott. He's just tidy. They, he's just tidy Star Trek man. Gets beautiful captains. Every Star Trek captain is a beautiful person. Like, something even about the rank. You watch, like, you know, when Uhura gets the rank of captain, she was already beautiful, somehow more beautiful as captain. You know, got Chris Pine, beautiful man, captain. Leonard Nimoy, Spock gets the captain. Thing. There's a good thing. Yeah. Without upsetting anybody, are there actually any genuinely ugly people in Star Trek? I don't think so. No, like, I don't none. think so. No, not really. No. 
You know, probably the, the, the least attractive, prominent person in Trek could maybe Reginald Barkley, you know? Dwight Schultz well, I mean, not got a lot of going on there, ugly. but I mean, he's not an un- unattractive person. Ugly on the inside as well. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Though. Burn. Burn. Uh, burn. Mm. Ooh, sick burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah I, you know, he probably looks like that dude at the end of Conspiracy when the thing came out and we had to super phaser him. Spoiler alert for the end of season one of Star Trek. <laughs> which we'll be talking about in uh, 2027 yeah uh, i like this i i do like this moment here um is the trepidation using the the transporters and because uh, i mean again they're using it way too early but they've already used yep. it at this point a couple of times but they yeah, that the look where it, they're bro. like yeah they're you know they're just like uh oh do we really have to use this yes we do because we're yeah. we can't oh. get a shuttle and go down to the surface and yeah Malcolm's All right, here we go. not here for being stitched back together again. Did Man, I just see what, a? Though? Did I just see a backpack? I think. Well, I was about to comment on that. I was like, either that, or you know, like the Andorian uniforms really highlight the ass. <laughs> you know, they got, I mean, they got a nice. It's just a. It just puts a nice shape on. But I'm just because I don't have an ass as a human being. My, <laughs> I, I'm just flat butted. My, you know, my pants, my drawers fall down all the time. And so I just have to appreciate a uniform that, you know, obviously shows off. Because Starfleet uniforms, or these at least, these jumpsuits for the Enterprise crew, uh, no, they don't do anything for the rear end. To Paul's an exception, that's obviously not standard issue Starfleet uniform. No, no. Although, I mean, at the moment, all we're seeing is guys climbing around in a cave and there was a bit of a, a butt shot there. It'd be interesting to speak to yeah. some of our, um, our Enterprise fan friends and go what they what they think of the jumpsuits because they... they... Well, we could ask Enterprise Extra. Uh, he, he has first-hand knowledge. Yeah, of, yeah. he yeah. actually wore one. Well, I don't know he knew what it was like to put know. his butt into a jumpsuit. Yeah, so does uh, what Seth MacFarlane knows, too. Yeah, we don't know Seth MacFarlane, though. No, I would like to. He's a nice guy. He, he seems cool. I uh, seems worked cool. for a guy who did uh, who did the uh, um, audio uh, editing for the first season of Family Guy, though. Really? So, yeah, I'm kind of like two degrees of Seth MacFarlane that way. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, if well, I can man, speak I'll to Seth MacFarlane, any, any sliver of fame I can grab onto, like you know, <laughs> being friends with you is great. <laughs> I'm not famous. I'm in, infamous. Soon, as, as soon are. as people start, people think we're famous. As soon as, soon as people start listening to this podcast, they're just like, "It's over." Who who is this tool? Who is this utter knob? You know. So so I mean, do you know what? I I got really sucked into it because my what culture or Trek culture debut video went out. It's um, amazing. Couple of yeah, it, it, and and I I enjoyed making it. I mispronounced some stuff because I have a bit of a speech thing where I can't pronounce certain words for some reason, and I was a bit nervous because it was it was the first time I'd done it. Oh, there's those charges again, and um the, the video goes live, <laughs> and I I make the mistake right. I should just leave it. I know ah slow motion explosion. Um, I just know <laughs> that there's so going good. to be. I know that there's going to be. The, the YouTube comments in general are just mostly cancerous, right? Just ignore right. YouTube comments, right? But the video goes live, and, and what have I been doing? Almost every day checking the YouTube comments and just being like, oh, man. You shouldn't have done it. Yeah, it's hard not to, though. You know, fortunately, I, I don't get a lot of uh, weird negative interactions just through Twitter, but I haven't put a lot of stuff out there yet where, you know, I've 
exposed my creative side other than this. And I don't know where people are leaving comments about our podcast, but, um, you know, please be kind. We, we, we only do it because we love it. <laughs> you know, we're not here to, we're not here to make mistakes. We're here to have a good time, you know? And uh, if you haven't seen Michael's video on track culture, go look at it. It's uh, what was it? 10, uh, 10 terrible behind the scenes things. Star Trek did. Yeah, well, here's the other thing yeah. as well. Everyone thinks that, that they're my opinions, and I'm like, no, in fact, if anything, there are some opinions in that piece that I completely disagree with. Um, but the thing is, is, that's just the way it is. So you have writers that create the content, and then every so often you'll get a complete schmuck like me who isn't nearly as good at writing to to just put my annoying voice over one of those videos. And, uh, and that's basically what happened. So somebody else wrote the article, did an amazing job. I mean, very, very talented writer. And, um, and yeah, I just, I just, uh, I was his voice. And, um, but in the comments, people are like, who the hell is this jerk? And I'm just like, oh, I'll tell him who you are. You sent him my way, Michael. <laughs> it's okay. It's good. One, one thing that I'm learning, you know, nah. is, is I'm, I'm getting very good at just ignoring and laughing off most of this oh, stuff no, you now. Should. Yeah. So, so that's good. Thirty meters. You know what that means? I have no idea. It's like ninety feet. I don't even know what ninety feet means. Ninety what? Feet. Thirty meters. It's oh, like ninety feet. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. So, the gist of this story is the Andorians are there because. They think they the think Vulcans are up to something. Post. Yeah, the and, Vulcans and are Vulcans up to like, Spoiler alert. <laughs> Vulcans are like, nah, that's not us. We're Vulcans. We're just, we're just here to pray and stuff. Can't help but think Relics, the man. Antiques Roadshow would be very upset with the damage that's going on in that room right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Strand's got no love for Vulcan. Oh, man, I wonder who that was. You know, every one of just... these things has a Katra in it, man. Oh, no, <laughs> don't destroy the ancient everything. tapestry. Oh, yeah, oh... Every one of these is now a more dead Vulcan. Uh-oh, there's the door. Oh, there's the secret used, door. Oh, that doesn't look ancient uh, to me. Yeah, no, that looks relatively newer. Yeah, that looks like something from Ikea. In fact, that yeah. looks like the X-Men tunnel. Vulcan Swedes? Yeah, Vulcan Swedes. Vulcans. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, and, and, and you have the door that's oh, easily Professor accessible. X? Is that a reference for Patrick Stewart? No, this was. Can no, you imagine? Been... Can you imagine if Patrick Stewart's behind that door? He's like, "Hello, hello." <laughs> I like Welcome this moment because it's, it's like it's like they just have a complete ceasefire, and Shran's like, "Okay, yeah, I mean, it looks like you've inadvertently helped expose what I was there to expose." Yeah, yeah. Shran's like, Wait, "I love the, I love this shot as well because the Vulcans that you see on the other side they're like walking around going like, what, huh?" Hmm? And, and they, yeah, they still, I, they I still play Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy, he's got his arms behind his back and he's just like, I don't care. Like, surely he'd be a little bit more like, ah, crap. Yeah, no, wow. that's Yeah, that doesn't look old at look, all. Look, they're just walking around. They're just like, I mean, clearly they've shot that separate to what's going on, but they don't seem bothered by the fact that uh, some aliens have just run in no, no big deal. We're just going around. You know, it's like, uh, it looks like a helicarrier, honestly, on the inside. Uh, he wants, he wants to Paul to tricord this. So this, this Vulcan, I, d I don't think it ends well for this Vulcan, does it? Mm -mm. 
So I, I always thought that Vulcans were superior in strength to humans, but that guy went down quite easily. <laughs> Boy, did it feel good. Whoa, yeah, sure glass jaw. Dude's got a glass jaw. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, right, is, is they always say that Vulcans have uh, a superior in strength to humans, and you've seen that in the original series and stuff. Well, we've not seen it yet because we've not arrived there yet because we're six episodes in on this journey. But you have to think the like here on earth you have humans who are very resistant to you know physical pain and are able to take a few shots and things like that and then you have people who cannot so i'm assuming the right. same is of the vulcans right right we shouldn't you know throw, not all vulcans are the same yeah that's specious that is specious yeah is that a word specious uh, it is now all words are made yeah. up haven't you seen thor said it too <laughs> Is 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 added into the Tuta Tanagra lexicon? That's right. it. I mean, Tanagra made up word. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's another name. It's just another something, but somebody made it up once. Absolutely, it's just another word that I can mispronounce and get yelled at yeah. for. Uh, you so. know, hey, I want somebody. Somebody should on the internet should yell at me. Do it. No, I probably I couldn't take. I that. mean, all you, all, all you need to do is 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 say something about you know a show that everyone likes and. Oh, here we go. I tried to put out a controversial Voyager opinion. Everyone's like, that was cool, man. You can like what you like. And I was like, yeah, I know some people who can't say what they want to because you guys would tear them to shreds, but they got real good, honest opinions about stuff. Not naming names. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the thing is, but the thing know, is hey. with what... Yeah, yeah. What I what I do on Aww. Trek Lad is I talk positively about the stuff that I do like, and uh, I don't talk about the stuff that I I'm not you know hugely into. But there we go. We have finished watching the We're, Andorian uh, we, incident. We, uh, we came back around to the same establishing. Oh, screw you, Britt Berman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there we go. That, that is the Andorian incident that uh, Dan and I have not. We have not deconstructed that at all, uh, and we we, we, we never really intended to. Uh, we we watched no, Enterprise we together, to. and what you had there was a genuinely unscripted, as you could tell, unscripted conversation between two people who love Star Trek very, very much. Um, Dan, we're going to do it again episode, next week. Uh, of the episode that we did see, uh, what did you think? I liked I've liked this episode uh, from the drop. Um, uh, I mean, it you by the time when you hear Jeffrey Combs' voice, it, you are immediately in a comfortable place because you 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 know you know that voice. You might not know why uh, or from who, but if you're a Trek fan and this isn't your first ride then you that voice registers with you and so it draws you in it drew me in at least um but but that 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 jeffrey combs his timber um is is unmistakable um and you know but at the same time he has a different intonation of it for every character he does you know wayne is not the same as brunt is not the same as shran but they are all jeffrey combs right yeah. and it's uh uh so that alone uh and, and you know as soon as I heard that voice, I was like, what? <laughs> and and then, you know, the more strand we get, just it just keeps getting better. He shows up with a bottle of barbecue sauce every time uh, to, to chew down on the scene. And it's just it's it's so good. Um, and yeah, I love it. He strand uh, should have a show. We should get like a six a six episode season of a strand show. 
Well, there was talks that they were, in, you know, if they were to do a, if they were to have made a fifth season of Enterprise, that Shran would have become part of the regular crew. Yeah, he should have. Yeah, I would have dug it. Um, yeah. But the interesting thing is, is the one thing that I do like about the Andorian instant, and it's the one reason why, you know, if I'm doing my consolidated watch again, I watch Broken Bow, and this is probably the next one that I watch, and that's because this is the, probably the first episode of the, the bunch that we've seen so far to kind of lay down some groundwork for some of the stuff that we are going to see as the show goes forward. Yep. So we've got yep. Shran, um, we've got the, the things with the Vulcans, where basically they are keeping secrets, they are doing these things that they say they're not doing so having that listening outpost um you know shran it's not just shran as well you've also got folos and you've also got uh kival or kival i'm not sure mm-hmm. um but but they also pop up in other episodes as well yep. so it's not just shran you get shran and his crew which is always something that people miss out on because when yep. you have recurring um stars in trek previously they would usually just show up and it'd just be them but with shran you get shran you also get his crew and they show up in multiple episodes as well people yep. forget that yeah and that's a night it keeps it in the family man you know i like it yeah um yeah and uh and then of course you know like you said enterprise maybe maybe by design i'm not 100 percent sure but you know it did give us a new narrative to what you know changed what we thought about vulcans uh, a little bit and so you know not seeing them not be the um, you know, the, the species of integrity that we kind of had the interpretation of uh, up till now, um, you know, that was a little bit jarring uh, to, to see that those tenets of, uh, you know, Vulcan uh, chronology torn down. Yeah, I, I people who do criticize the use of the Vulcans in early Enterprise and, and as the show progressed, obviously, until we got to season four and when it kind of all kind of sorted itself out and kind of reset it all in the established universe the the vulcans uh, people's people cite this episode and they go the vulcans were um weak and you know villainous people say yeah, i mean the vulcans were villainous um but the thing is is i think people look at what happens in this episode just using this episode as an example because we've just seen mm-hmm. it and they tend to think that this represents all vulcans it's like no they've gone to a monastery um right. and they're dealing with a group a tiny group of vulcans that doesn't necessarily mean the entire race of vulcans are keeping secrets and enemies now this, that's not right. how it works i well, mean appreciate positive the... intent yeah you know those, I mean, the, pre- all those monks might not have known what was going on there may have been one or two in on it but Sure, you know, not necessarily the entire order knew what was happening. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, you know, you know up, up until this point, we have seen, you know, most of the Vulcan action that we've seen in Enterprise so far in these six episodes. You've had Saval and uh, the other ambassadors that are just keeping humans behind. Pointy you know, absolutely, yeah. And T'Pol, you know, is, is you know... But the thing is, this is a good episode in, in showing, and we were talking about earlier, where T'Pol doesn't actually disobey orders. She is a team player. Um, but for whatever reason, Archer has it in his head that she's still there to stir up trouble and to withhold stuff. And maybe a little bit of withholding still. But, you know, for the most part, she is supporting, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and he's he, he just has a hard time letting... Get, and I wouldn't say trusting her because he does. Uh, obviously, he leaves her in command of the ship from time to time already, even. But just you know, accept 
protecting her loyalty, I guess, maybe be the best way to put it. Um, because here we are, you know, he's always, he's got suspicions of her anyway, because she was put there and he didn't ask for her. Uh, so he's already thinking there's up to something. Uh, then, you know, she's kind of offish about going to see this thing. Um, and, you know, when they get there, things aren't right and something's going on and the Andorians are there saying something's going on. And so the whole thing leads him to believe something's going on. Um, you know, maybe she'd been a little more enthusiastic about going to visit. Uh, you know, it would have been a little less uh, of, a, of an issue when there actually was something being hidden. Um, but, you know, his suspicions about the situation overall were correct that something was going on, but not with necessarily to Paul, you know, she's loyal to him and he just hasn't, he hasn't accepted that yet. He's like, she's like still more loyal to Vulcan, you know? Mm. I want to just do something quickly because like, I I've just come across this on the Andorian incident, um, uh, article on memory okay. alpha and i and i'm fascinated by it dan all right so stand-ins <laughs> i've gone uh-huh. right down to the bottom of the article stand-ins did you know that uh the stand-in for linda park and jeffrey coombs was the same person and it was a woman huh. gina oh, chai so jeffrey coombs stand-in i don't really know what a stand-in is i always thought that was like a stunt double um uh-huh. but gina chai was the stand-in for both Linda Park and Jeffrey Gibbs. Why would Linda Park need a stand-in? She didn't do anything in this episode. She was stood at a table, and that was it, right? That's usually someone who has to be there as the opposite for, like, over-the-shoulder or some other scene, and it's not the actual person. Or like, why wouldn't why wouldn't it just be Linda Park though? Why wouldn't she um, just be there? Script days, maybe she, you know, she might have been shooting something else that day. There's there's all kinds of reasons why she might not have been able to be on set. Uh, but a stand-in usually is okay. You're Hoshi, but she's not going to play the part. She's just there for somebody to act against, right? <laughs> so my uh, other another shout out as well, Pablo Soriano, who was the uh-huh. stand-in for uh, John Big- uh, Billingsley, and yeah. I was like. I was like, Flox did nothing in this. He sat at a table yeah. and ate food. Yeah. So hopefully, shout out Pablo, because they go un- yeah, so, unnoticed. You know. Yeah. So hopefully, Pablo got to eat that celery for real, and that That's was what actually. I'm yeah. yeah, but my favorite on this entire article is right at the very bottom: unknown actor hand double for Scott Bakula. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm just getting David Duchovny uh, hand model from Zoolander uh, references. That's the um, best, yeah. That's amazing. So the unknown actor, I'm actually going to click on it and see if there's like a picture of his hand, unknown T- actor. Tomb of the unknown actor. No, oh, wow, I found, I, I found, this is interesting. There is literally just a giant Memory Alpha article of unknown people. And um, <laughs> most of them, most of them are red shirts. Yeah. Yeah. There's well, a... yeah. So that's crazy. So we had our own. Uh, we had our own name for red shirts. Uh, my friend Rob and I in high school. Uh, we called them uh, instant extra. You know, like they're just extra on the set. And so, <laughs> if you were the obvious, if you were the obvious cannon fodder, your name was instant extra because you were not gonna last. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I have literally just stumbled on uh, a content goldmine of just giving shout-outs to people who are stand-ins who never got the the credit that they that they deserved. That that's that's a that's an interesting track, Michael. You, yeah. you good good luck with that. They, I mean, we'll, you, not, we'll see. you don't ever go overboard with anything. This is this is obviously the best idea you've ever had. 
Oh mate, there's no such thing as a bad idea unless. Oh wow, look, 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 look. Do you know what? I need to, sh- I need to share this with you. So, uh, I, dear, dear listeners, apologies because I, I really don't like to edit these things. But I'm actually going to um, screen share with with Dan and just show him the the most delicious um, double shot ever. Oh, and uh, here we go. Can you see my screen? Not yet. Oh, there we go. Let me see this. <laughs> Man, that's amazing. That's a oh, but see, that's interesting. So that's a stunt double for Richard Lavin from the infamous uh, TNG episode Justice. Man, I tell you, a lot of troublesome. We're gonna have we're gonna have fun with those episodes. Uh, a lot of <laughs> troublesome bits uh, in that one, but I was I was you know I was a, an impressionable um, teen when that episode came on and the lady costumes did not make me sad. Um, just being honest. No, they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember watching that episode for the first time when I was about five or six and I was like, dad, um, why can I see like basically everything? And the why, things, are there, yeah. why are there lots of giggles in the background? And my dad was just like, I'm not just let's, let's stop watching this and just let's watch uh, the way of the warrior. So yeah, I wanted to be Wesley up to a very specific point in that episode. You know, when, it, when it came time, when, when the answer when the answer was execute him, I was like, nope, nope, done being Wesley today. <laughs> time to execute him. That's, That's fine. I'm, I'm done game. now. I've, I've I've had my fun. I've yeah. had my fun. Um, but anyway, right. Um, the Andorian Dan, incident. The Andorian hey guys, incident. This Back is to... what you're gonna get. This is uh, this is Tutti Tanagro. <laughs> this is how. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did because I really feel like um, I had a really good time with you, Michael. I did too. I love talking about um, Star Trek with you. I mean, this this is why Tutus and Agri exists. Yeah. And uh, and yes, so I mean, we've pretty much reached the end of this episode. However, um, what I do want to do, and I didn't discuss this with Dan before, is um, you know, if you've watched the Andorian incident uh, with us, hopefully you have. If you have, thank you so much. Um, what did you think of the Andorian incident? Get involved in the conversation with us on Twitter. Go to at Tutatanagra. Well, Tutatanagra. That's our hands on Twitter you can come and find us give us a follow and tell us if you liked or disliked the Andorian incident also one of the cool things that we have on this podcast is if you go to our podcast on Anchor which is anchor.fm forward slash two to Tanagra you can actually leave us voice messages so you can tell us right there what you thought of the Andorian incident Woo-hoo! and uh, perhaps if uh, if you don't tell us that we're horrible evil people and we should go and die we might use those audio clips in a future episode so you know consider, consider there you go dan there you go I love, it. I love it get in the community involved um oh, you but guys can yes. tell me how much i suck now too thanks michael i love, oh, I love you bro it's, impo- it's impossible it's, you don't ah. suck at all you're a top dude you're a top dude but anyway before we go dan right uh yeah. andorian incident thumbs up thumbs down thumbs in the oh, middle yeah big thumbs up yeah uh, two of them you know and two antennae up i love it i like this episode yeah. a lot two antenna yeah. i see what yeah. you did there yeah, yeah, yeah i, I, yeah. I I dig, I dig this episode. Um, I think it's really good. I know we didn't really talk about it that much, but you know, don't don't expect us to talk about it that much. Really like, um, really like the introduction of Shran and the Andorians. Really like the redesign of the Andorians, and um, yeah, it seems now that there is stuff that's going to happen because you know Shran owes him one, doesn't he? Yep. So yeah, um, oh, we get know, to, we get to start keeping up the count. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, really there may be some it. payoff on that, dear, uh, dear listeners, later down the road. Yeah, 
Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. It'll be interesting anyway. Right, well, um, Dan, is there anything else that you would like to say to our wonderful dear listeners? Uh, it's been a pleasure, y'all. Come and join us again next week where, uh, you know, hopefully you'll invite Michael and myself uh, into your ears as you watch along and uh, enjoy a unilateral conversation with us where basically we invade your home and tell you exactly what we think about the episode that we're watching, maybe, or you might find out what I think about, you know, the song from the 80s, You've Got the Touch, because we'll probably talk about just random stuff as we watch it as well. Um, so if yeah. that's your jam, uh, that's our jam. Come hang out with us. I mean, we love you anyway. Uh, might as well might as well enjoy some Star Trek as we do as well. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, everyone's welcome, anyone's welcome. Um, but it will quickly become apparent to you that if uh, if we're not digging the episode that much, we might just start talking about something else, as we did on, on many occasions in this episode. But... That has been, um, that is Tutor Tanagra, the latest episode of Tutor Tanagra, uh, the latest episode being the Andorian Incident. What did you think of the Andorian Incident? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Let us know on the, com- you know, let us know on Twitter. Get involved in the conversation. Let us know. Give us a follow at Tutor Tanagra. Commodore Decker, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find everything that's happening with me on Twitter at Dan Decker, uh, D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R. Cool, and you can follow me, as always, at TrekLad. I'm on Twitter, and uh, yeah, feedback would be great. Uh, (laughs) This is the first of a brand new format, but we've really enjoyed uh, making it. At the end of the day, this is just two friends having a conversation about Star Trek, and uh, and that's the way we are going to carry on rolling, baby. So, uh, from myself and Commodore Dan Decker, thank you for joining us here on Tutor Tanagra, and until next time, live long and prosper.